I told you people yesterday and the day before of a movie, a miniseries running on, uh, on ABC on September 10th and 11th called The Path to 9-11. And I told you that I had the DVDs. I also told you because I am in touch. I am poor when I'm in New York. I do not have a DVD player. Um, so I was, I don't. My, my apartment's got an old uh, inter- media room in it. That, no, it's got a Laserdisc player in it, but it doesn't have a DVD. Well, at, well, actually, it has a DVD player in it, but the TV doesn't work. The projector doesn't. And it's, it's the only room in the house where there's a DVD player. And I can't watch DVDs on computers because I can't hear well through computer speakers. Um, so I watch, it's four hours. I have the DVDs right here. I'm holding them in my formerly nicotine-stained fingers. I watched uh, on the plane flight uh, home uh, last night, I watched uh, part of the first one. I had to go to the airplane to watch it because my, my I tell you, this is called being in touch with the uh, average American. Couldn't watch a DVD at home. What, uh, at any rate, let me just give you the upshot of this because I've, uh, I've mentioned to you, even without having seen it, I know what it's about. The path to 9-11 essentially chronicles everything we know that happened in the 90s that prevented the capture of Osama bin Laden. It indicts the Clinton administration, Madeleine Albright, Sandy Berger. Uh, it, uh, it is just devastating to the Clinton administration. Uh, it talks about how we had chances to capture bin Laden in specific detail, which I will get to in just a moment. That's not the point. I mentioned to you yesterday or the day before, these days are running together, that uh, and a, fr- a friend of mine did this. His first name is Cyrus. Uh, and, and Cyrus has got some other film credits. He took it to Washington uh, middle of last week and screened it for people. And it caused nearly bloody uproar where they showed it. Richard Benveniste went up in Cyrus's face and told him it was, it was disgusting. This film was disgusting. It caused all kinds of havoc. And that led to um, uh, uh, the creation of efforts to try to get this program banned, uh, put pressure on ABC to get it canceled and not run and so forth. It also had a lot of people in the room that loved it. There were many people. Michael Barone saw it. A lot of people were in the screening there and loved it. Here is what is happening today. Bill Clinton himself is going to call Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, and demand or ask that this uh, miniseries, The Path to 9-11, be re-edited and recut so as not to depict Bill Clinton and his administration as they are currently uh, portrayed in this, uh, in this miniseries. Bill Clinton himself is going to call Bob Iger. Uh, and and this, is, uh, I, this is not breaking news. This, uh, this, uh, I got the email on this last night. And there have been some local uh, hosts out in California who have been uh, uh, talking uh, about this. But there is a huge movement afoot from inside the Clinton administration uh, to put pressure on ABC uh, to get this thing recut, re-edited, uh, uh, if, if, not, if not more. Uh, the very powerful players, obviously, uh, much higher than just Richard Benveniste uh, and so forth. Uh, it, you know, folks, the whole 9-11 commission, if you go back and look at these um, things that we, we know now, the Clinton administration's ability to camouflage history, to rewrite it, is just amazing. 
Look at who they got on the 9-11 Commission. They got Jamie Gorelick, who authored The Wall, and this miniseries explains The Wall and gives illustrations of fact of how it hurt our ability to capture Osama bin Laden. I'll get to that in just a second. They had, they had Gorelick on there. They had Ben Veniste, who is a partisan hack lawyer from the Watergate days, and Tim Romer, uh, who is a Democrat from Indiana. And that was to ensure that the Clinton administration was protected uh, uh, and so that the top structural uh, explanation for intelligence failure was whitewashed. The final report of the 9-11 Commission is a particular disgrace in that regard. Uh, they, they had Sandy Burglar. To this day, we have we have uh, we've never really been told what classified documents Sandy Burglar purloined and destroyed and maybe put back in the National Archives while he was helping prep Clinton for his 9-11 commission testimony. Remember, we heard Bush had to take Cheney in there because he couldn't do it on his own. And he was in there in Cheney and some lawyers. And then Clinton, by he went in by himself. And Clinton was masterful. We find out Clinton was in there with Bruce Lindsay and other lawyers as well. All of this that we heard uh, was a was a smokescreen. I don't understand why the Bush uh, uh, administration, the Department of Justice, gave Burglar the sweetheart deal of the century, then suppressed all the evidence involved in his... Uh, in his action, like I asked at the time, can you imagine if uh, if Condoleezza Rice had pled guilty to a misdemeanor mishandling of classified information, the media sitting silent about it? Uh, anyway, the reason the Clinton administration keeps doing this, the reason they keep engaging in their camouflage of history and their whitewashing of history is because they keep getting away with it. Why wouldn't you keep doing it if you keep getting away with it? Now... Uh, take a brief break and come back and give you some examples of what this miniseries says and portrays. It's the path to 9-11. Touchstone TV did it. Uh, and uh, it's 9 o'clock out there on the left coast. I don't know if Clinton's called already or not. Uh, but he, uh, the, the word is that he is personally going to, to call Bob Iger and do everything he can to get this thing re-edited, recut. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they if he asked him not to run it. Hey, Bob, you know the thing's full of packs, packed full of lies. I mean, I, I I've heard about this. this is, there's nothing. This is this crazy. The important thing here is that um, uh, I don't. If I were ABC, I would love I would love the uh, the controversy because of the attention the publicity thing is getting. You don't know if they're going to look at it that way. If they if they demand that it be re-edited and recut, the whole world's going to know that Bill Clinton was able to tell ABC what to do and what not to do uh, with some of its programming. So um, you know, ABC is going to be in a little bit of a tight spot no matter what they do here. But it's I would think that um, uh, they've had to clear this already uh, for it to have been put on the schedule. Let me just give you. Uh, as I say, I haven't been able to watch the whole thing. It's four hours, and I I, I had a chance to watch a little bit of it uh, flying home last night from uh, from New York. There is an unbelievable scene. Well, unbelievable, an amazing scene. Uh, sequence, actually. It shows the CIA and the Afghanistan-Northern Alliance surrounding bin Laden's house in Afghanistan. They are on the verge. This is, this is during the Clinton administration. This is long before 9-11, which is the point of the of the miniseries. How did we get there? So the CIA, the Northern Alliance, uh, surrounding a house where bin Laden is in Afghanistan, they're on the verge of capturing, but they need final approval 
from the Clinton administration in order to proceed. So they they phoned Washington. Uh, they phoned the White House. Clinton and his senior staff refused to give authorization for the capture of bin Laden because they're afraid of political fallout if the mission should go wrong and if civilians were harmed. Sandy Bergler uh, essentially tells the CIA team in Afghanistan if they want to capture bin Laden, they're going to have to do it themselves without any official authorization. Uh, in, In that way, their necks would be on the line, not his and not Clinton's. Now, the CIA agent in this is portrayed as being astonished. Uh, he's, are you kidding? He's, he asked Berger over and over, is this really what you guys want? Uh, Berger then doesn't answer after giving his first admonition. You guys go in there on your own. If you go in, we're not sanctioning this. We're not approving this. And, and Berger just hangs up on the agent after, uh, uh, not answering any of his questions. So the CIA team and the Northern Alliance of the Afghanistan people, they're just, they're just, I mean, they're right there as it's portrayed, uh, in the miniseries, give up. They, they abandoned the whole mission. And it, not long after that, that bin Laden and al-Qaeda bombed the U.S. embassies in Tanzania and Kenya, killing over 225 uh, men, women, and children, and also uh, wounded over 4,000. There's also a scene that I saw in which the CIA has crucial information identifying some of the 9-11 hijackers in advance of 9-11, but the CIA refuses to share the information with the FBI because of the wall that was erected by Jamie Gorelick and others to prevent information sharing between government agencies. So the CIA is depicted here as sitting in a meeting with the FBI. John O'Neill is present showing the FBI surveillance photos of terrorism suspects, some of whom will later turn out to be the 9-11 hijackers. The CIA asks the FBI for help in identifying the guys in the pictures, but refuses to give the FBI any of the information they have on who the men are. John O'Neill protests that it's impossible for the FBI to help the CIA identify these guys if they won't provide any information whatsoever on them. So O'Neill tells the FBI to keep the photos so they can at least work on them. The CIA becomes hostile to O'Neill, takes the pictures back. Now, O'Neill, as you recall, tragically dies in the 9-11 attacks in part because agencies like the CIA refuse to share crucial information like this. Uh, And I'll tell you, the the, the scenes like these... um, uh, really challenge what is the prevailing liberal uh, mindset by showing that the Patriot Act's information sharing and surveillance provisions are in fact crucial to the safety of the country and that political correctness and bureaucratic inefficiency are Islamic terrorism's greatest friend. This this thing is just incredible and it's, you know, you watch it and I guess if you get to see it uncut, I, 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 I'm loath to predict what uh, ABC will do amidst mounting pressure from Bill Clinton and others who are going today to call Bob Iger at ABC to demand some of this stuff be edited out. I don't know what specifically, but uh, they're not happy. But this just this this caused a real ruckus at the screening, the private screening in Washington uh, uh, last week and a week before last. But when you watch this. When you see it, none of it will surprise you. I mean, if you're a regular listener to this program, 
uh, because this is stuff that we have been told and we've known for the longest time. What surprises us is the whitewash of all this and how they were so successful at doing it at the 9-11 Commission. Clinton is, uh, you know, he's on tape talking about how the, our buddies at Newsmax have this tape. He's making a speech somewhere, I think in Long Island. Maybe it was Canada, I'm not sure where, but he was talking about how they, they had been Laden, but they couldn't move on him. We know the Sudanese offered him a bunch of times. Uh, this episode in Afghanistan, the CIA and the Northern Alliance surrounding bin Laden, the administration wouldn't give the go-ahead. And it, 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 you know, it's amazing to watch something that, that in, the, in the, what we call the mainstream media that, that reflects accurately what we believe, what we know to have happened. We're, I'm so unused to seeing that. I'm so, I'm so used to seeing a liberal agenda in everything. Uh, so you're not surprised by what you see because you know it. I wasn't surprised because this is the version of events that I believe happened and that I know to be true. I know the wall was erected. We know it was. Ashcroft read the memo, read at the 9-11 Commission hearing. We know all of this. You just don't expect to see it. And that's that's the uh, the pleasant surprise watching it. Here is a quote from uh, from Cyrus, who was a, a friend of mine who produced and wrote The Path to 9-11. There's a review of the film, by the way, at, uh, at frontpage.com, David uh, Horowitz's website. This miniseries is not just about the tragedy and events of 9-11. It dramatizes how we got there, going back eight years to the first attack on the World Trade Center and dealing with the al-Qaeda strikes against U.S. embassies and forces in the 90s, the political lead-up, the hatching of the terrorist plots, etc. We see the heroes on the ground like FBI agent John O'Neill and others, who after the uh, 93 attack felt sure the terrorists would strike the World Trade Center again. It also dramatizes the frequent opportunities the administration had in the 90s to stop bin Laden in his tracks, but he lacked the will to do so. We also reveal the day-by-day lead-up of clues and opportunities in 2001 right up to the day of the 9-11 attacks. This is a terror thriller as well as a history lesson. I think people will be engaged and enlightened. Uh, it illustrates that, you know, the, the big problem in the administration everybody was not Monica Lewinsky. The big problem was what the Lewinsky circumstance with Clinton caused to be ignored and not dealt with. And, of course, there are reasons other than Lewinsky as well. The Clinton administration simply didn't want to tackle big things. They were happy for the 90s to be thought of as a happy-go-lucky, carefree time where there were no threats because, of course, Bill Clinton was loved universally, adored universally around the world. Uh, The economy was going great guns. And all through the 90s, we had repeated terrorist attack after repeated terrorist attack with no action taken uh, to stop them. Now, I, I don't know what Bob Iger's going to say if Clinton does call him, which, um, uh, believe me, last night that was, uh, and I have this on good authority, this is not gossip. Last night, Clinton was intending to call today Bob Iger to get him to, to edit the thing, to recut it in certain ways. I don't know how you do that without, you know, no, no time to go in and refilm things. But at any rate, if, if I were Bob Iger, and I'm not, uh, you know what I would say if Bill Clinton does call me, hey, Bob, you know, I've heard about this thing you're running. I'm, some of my friends have seen this. It's a pack full of lies, Bob. It's, just, it's packed full of them. I mean, I, I mean it, it, we did our best. We, I never worked hard on anything in my life. And you know that, Bob. I kept you briefed on all this. I, I supported you when you wanted to be uh, Eisner's replacement. We all know Eisner was full of it. And I, I, I'm very much happy that you're in your job right now. But I got to tell you, Bob, this is BS. It's not going to help ABC whatsoever. All right. If I'm Iger... 
I say, Mr. President, I understand all that, but um, if you're so upset about this, could you show me where it's wrong? Could you could you sort of prove to me that what's in this is not accurate? Uh, if you can do that, then I, yeah, but, but I can't just do this because you want me to. Since everybody now knows you called me anyway, if I order this thing redone, I'm going to look like a sock puppet of the Clinton administration. And I'm trying to establish my own identity here as the brand new CEO of ABC and Disney. So I, I, I don't know what I can if Mr. President, if you can prove to me that, that, uh, that, that the charges made in this thing and that the evidence here is really wrong, then I'd be glad to have them redo it. Uh, but I don't think the Clinton administration wants to do that because I, I, don't, I don't think they can. If they could, they would have done it long ago. The, the, the 9-11 committee was nothing more than camouflage. It was nothing more than a... You know, in fact, you know what the word for it was? To get Gorelick and Tim Romer and Ben Veniste, uh on the 9-11 commission, they were censors. What, what Clinton wants ABC to do is censor certain things. Now, if Clinton could offer evidence that what Cyrus has put together here is BS, then let him do so. But they would have done it up to now if they could. They wouldn't have had to have Sandy Burglar sneaking into the National Archives, walking out of there with documents in his pants and his socks or whatever, and then walking back in. And as I say, who knows what he put back in. Uh, everybody was focused on what he took out of there. I was frankly a little bit more interested um, in, uh, in what he put in there. Uh, National Archives, the quote-unquote historical record. So anyway, I I um, I hope this thing uh, stands as is. It's just brilliantly done, and it's 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 uh, it's not a docudrama. It's a it's a miniseries. It's like a movie, but it's historically based. And as uh, as Cyrus describes it, it is a history lesson. It's entertaining. It's it's terrifying. Uh, it, it Danny Wahlberg is in it. Uh, Harvey Keitel is in it. Got some major actors in this thing. So it's um, it, it's you know it's not some phony put together uh, thing using well, footage in it, but I mean it's it's written based on the historical record. Uh, Gail, cell phone call from Texas. You're up first on Open Line Friday. Hello. Hi, Rush. Thank you for taking my call. It's a pleasure you bet. to speak with you. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm here with my husband. We're driving through Texas, listening to you, and a thought came to our mind: if ABC won't show the documentary uncut. Perhaps you, Rush, could use the power of the EIB network as a place where we 20 million listeners could purchase the CD and get the uncut version. Well, the you know, it's an interesting question. I, uh, we don't own it. Uh, this, is, this is a touchstone television that did this, which is a division of Disney. Well, but you know and, lots of people. I'm sure you could work something out. Well, <laughs> I am so flattered and moved. By your by your confidence, uh, it'll be interesting to see what does happen with this, and if there does become an alternate way to uh, to distribute it. Uh, but if, if if Touchstone wants to bury it, they can. Now, I should tell you that I don't want to get the wrong idea. People, they're standing by it now. The, the, the Clinton phone call. I have no idea how this is going to go, but they've been pressured since a week and a half ago, folks. I mean, there are people who are going to take out ads against this thing, trying to discredit it. Uh, the, 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 a lot of the lib Democrats who saw this at the screening in Washington were just outraged by it. As you can well imagine, their whole lives during service in the Clinton administration and in the years since 
has been to cover up the lack of action in this area taken by this administration and to try to present it as just the opposite of what happened. Uh, The Clinton administration has forever been in search of a legacy. It has been doing everything it can to try to come up with a uh, a legacy. Uh, And this involves the... uh, uh, the massaging of news, the censorship of certain things, uh, and it's, uh, you know, I think it's it's quite uh, telling that they now upset about this, because this, this is going to, if it airs, cause people to think about everything they've heard about 9-11 from the 9-11 Commission and from the, uh, and from the drive-by media. 